what we do here is go back, 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 back. There was a yeah, uh, yeah. wide receiver out of Hampton, uh, Jadakus Bonds. <laughs> I wanted I to mean, take Jadakus. Jadakus Bonds. Jadakus, like the rapper. <laughs> yeah, not like uh, not like uh, Sadakus, the actor. <laughs> nope. Okay, so as you mentioned, we'll just jump right into it. This whole car situation, where we go from here. Obviously, me and Andy talked about our opinions, our thoughts on things. I'm very interested to, to hear yours, get yours down on this. And uh, yeah, we'll just go right into it. Take it away, Earn. You know, I, I said in the uh, beginning of the year that uh, I told you both uh, that you know, you look around the league and these teams like the Chargers who hit on Herbert, you know, and could pay him a rookie contract, have the ability to sign big defensive free agents and um, stack up a defense. And I was saying in the beginning of the year, like, hey, we got to explore not throwing a third of our salary cap at Derek Carr, but maybe get somebody new in on a rookie contract where we can spend more money on better free agents. And looks like that's going to happen now, which when I said it, it was cool. But now that it's here in reality, I feel bad for Derek Carr. This guy loved the Raiders. You know, he was a good Raider. It was just uh, like Andy said, you know, he's not the problem, but he's also not the solution. So we know that uh, Mark Davis, he swings through the fences. You know, he had a good coach in Jack Del Rio fired him to hire what he thought was a great coach in John Gruden. And we had a good coach in Basaccia and he fired, he didn't bring him back because he thought he had a great coach in McDaniels to bring in to do great things. And now I feel like the same is true with Carr. Like we have a good quarterback, but he's willing to blow it up to get somebody great in here. And I, I just see that as the pattern of, Raiders front office and uh, I, I would I will say you know after watching sit and play all we need is a quarterback to get our guys the ball if you can't because you're scared of pressure in the pocket or whatever bring in somebody that that can get, deliver the ball so the media report said that Carr was really quick to get frustrated this year which kind of tells me, like, I think he knew that this was a prove-it year. It was probably communicated to him. You know, the the media and Twitter and all that always provide this picture of, oh, you know, this or that. And I'm always interested in, like, I want to know what I want to know what the Raiders think, not what you know some homie who's tweeting thinks. You know what I mean? Jim Bob eight nine two six seven four R for L. Yeah, and we've, we've discussed how polarizing Derek Carr was, and, man, it is just so polarizing out there now. But, I, you know, they the two parties, they met for two different nights and sat and talked about it and decided that this is the way they're going to go. But then you see Derek's brother David on NFL Network being upset about it. But in my honest opinion, I think that there was constant communication between the two. Raiders can be accused of, hey, that's not a professional way. But I think 
the way if Derek was getting frustrated all year long when things weren't going that well, he kind of knew that like, hey, this is my resume right now. And it's getting screwed up by the poor play of everybody. So I, I, I don't think it's as bad as people think. And I think we're somewhere in the middle with all of that. But, hey, okay, we made our decision. Let's move on now. Let's, let's get ahead. The fact that we saw what a guy like Stidham could do in this offense now has me thinking with the draft, we don't have to get a top-tier quarterback anymore. We can spend we could spend that draft pick on a stud uh, D lineman or or cornerback or somebody. So th- that leaves me with some hope there because I don't want to throw all my bags that we have to get a quarterback out of this you know first round of the draft. If we do because there's somebody they really love and they want to go for it, well that's another story. But we know there, there's only so many first round draft picks that at quarterback that actually do anything. Watching that Niner game, look at Brock Purdy. He was the third, you know, the third string quarterback on that team. And that guy delivers the ball to his team. You know, he's out there just feeding his receivers and Kittle and all those other guys. That's all you need. You need a guy that can just feed the ball and read the defense, hit the open guy, let McDaniels manage the game, just get the ball delivered. And so, I don't think we need some super special number one pick overall to fix this. I'm looking forward to getting our defense better. And as far as the stopgap quarterback, I, I see your point. I see, you know, the rumors in the offseason about uh, what Dana White was trying to get going two years ago or whatever. And I could see Mark Davis being like, I want that. And so. He's, uh, you know, doing the same moves he did before. Like, I'll get rid of the good because I think there's great out there. So I wouldn't be surprised with that happening either. But I think to fix this team, we really got to shore up our defense. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, and I, I like all that. What, what you're saying is, you know, there's no doubt that the defense needs help, right? Um, we have these games where, you know, you think, all right, the defense, like we had five, I think it was t- I was talking about it. We had five straight games where the defense put a, a you know, held the, held the other team to, I think, 21 points or less, right? And um, you have those games, and, and those are the games that we need to pull out and we need to get wins on, right? And I think that's where a lot of the, you know, heat on Derek Carr came into play was like when your defense did play good you couldn't do anything to help them out and you couldn't, you know, put up points to help get these wins. But like you said, it, it really can be as simple as like finding someone who can consistently get your guys the ball, run the play scheme, you know, and the game plan, you know, that McDaniels has set up and not make mistakes. Like that seems so cliche. That seems like you're just, you know, simplizing things. But at the end of the day, that's really, really all you need. You know, it is, very intriguing, you know, being in a top 10 position that we're in. We're obviously completely out of the Bryce Young running. Um, it would be interesting to see how the whole CJ Stroud situation, you know, pans out, but we would essentially have to trade up for that. And really, we might even, you know, only be lucky to be sitting there with the chance to draft Will Levis. And do they even want to do that? Right. So I think there is a lot of top end defensive talent that could be available there there's some offensive line talent that'll be available in that range 
Um, so it'll be very interesting to see. I hate that like offensive line isn't a sexy pick, right? When you're looking in the first round and you're like, oh, they just take the number one tackle. That's not exciting at all, even though it's like, you know, something that we would need. But, you know, it is going to be very interesting to, because it is going to all kind of hinge on which route they want to go. I think having Stidham and, and, you know, being where he is and how he played, I think that gives you hope that he can come in here and start next season, you know, and we could pick up where we left off. I mean, that was the biggest thing that we were talking about. It's like, it's hard to, you know, it, you know, sit here and admit that like we might need to blow this thing up and start over. Right. But can we kind of pick up where we left off or not go backwards too much and be able to, you know, work our way forward still? I think Stidham gives us that hope. Um, and I think in regards to this game and right now at where we're at in the season, Stidham, you know, gave us a better chance at winning than Carr did. But to your point of his prove it year, I feel like, you know, I, I didn't necessarily realize it until all this stuff kind of came out on on his contract and how they've gotten out and everything. And we touched on it a little bit, but you look at Jacobs, they didn't pick up his option. They said, prove it. This is your prove, prove it season. They went out, they re-signed Waller, they re-signed Renfro, they picked up Devontae Adams, they said, here, Carr, here is, you know, the weapons that got you guys to the playoffs last year, you know, your best friend that's the number one wide receiver in the NFL, your contract, the way we structured it, it's got a one-year prove-it deal, um, you know, and we have the ability to get out if we'd like to. So I think to your point, I think it, it very much so, um, I feel like, was probably communicated in like a, hey, everything that you've done for this organization and everything you've done in your career has been very good, but that's in the past. We need to see it from you, and we're, we're giving you all of the tools to do so. We need to see it, or that's it. So that would make sense if, you know, if Carr's getting frustrated very early and having issues. We've, I feel like he's been a lot more um, emotional this year um, we obviously had that situation, you know, the situation where he was breaking down in the press conference and all that kind of stuff. But along with just the frustration or the anger or whatever it was, it seemed like he was a little more, a little more vocal this year and a little more emotional that would line up with all of that. So, yeah, I don't, it's, this off is going to be wild. I mean, I, you know, there was when Devonte got traded for, it was like, all right, this offseason's awesome. Like, I can't wait for the season to start. This offseason is going to be one of the more important ones, I feel like, that we have. Obviously, we got to figure out the the uh, quarterback situation. But I feel like there's a lot of ways we can go. Um, there's a lot of situations that they could choose. But nonetheless, kind of just excited for something new, right? We just feel like we've just been hanging on with this Derek Carr, like, like you said, that Andy said. You know, he's not the problem, but he's not the solution. The Raiders are just in this purgatory of like kind of good, not great. And, you know, we need to do something to get to the great. And it means just kind of moving on at this point from Derek Carr and seeing what we have in either Stidham, the guys on the on the roster, or where we go from here on bringing someone in. So the year has ended, Michael. The Raiders, as mentioned, six and 11 not where we wanted it to be, not how we wanted the season to end. Definitely not what we anticipated with McDaniels coming in and signing Derek Carr to an extension. 
just um, not breaking news because it happened this morning, but Carr addressed um, on social media that he basically said, thank you to the Raiders. Um, so any, any types of any, I mean, I don't know who is holding on to hope that he would return potentially on a restructured deal, but all that is, um, is over now. Um, and he did indicate that he is, um, he had previously mentioned that he wanted to retire as a Raider, but didn't anticipate things going this way. Um, and so he's excited to play for another team, which that's um, the hopes for us because he's not going to be our quarterback, but also because we would need to trade him um, as well. So Raider season ended. There's a lot of different ways we can break this down. A lot of different ways we can put our, um, our two cents on it to kind of tie a bow on the season, but kick it to you, just your thoughts, feelings, how are we feeling about the season, how we can look in going into this next year. Um, as we wrap up a officially wrap up our Raider take podcast coverage of the Raiders live season, as they are not playing this weekend, I will stop talking now, Micah, go on with your bad self. Yeah. Well, I would say in the very simplest nutshell summary of the season, it was a disappointment went into the season with aspirations of competing for the playoffs and, you know, having a, not a rebuilt offense, but, we got our stars, you know, the extensions. We brought in Devontae Adams. We always knew the offensive line was going to be a question mark, and it kind of was up and down throughout the season. But, you know, I think that looking at this team, a lot of people are going to probably disagree with this sentiment, but I thought our offense was better this year than it was last year. We just got very unlucky with with the way that we gave away games. That had a lot to do with the offense not being able to score points in the second half. Um, and the defense, you know, giving up points and whatnot. I think they both side of the balls had their struggles and they had their good times. I think, unfortunately, their struggles seemed to couple together in the same game and their good times weren't coupled together in a whole lot of games. They kind of offset each other. But, you know, going into it, we kind of knew that this was a possibility, no matter how much we didn't want to accept that fact that this could happen. New front office, new scheme, new everything. Didn't know how it was going to necessarily work out with DC. But, they gave him an extension that basically was a one-year prove-it deal with them saying, like, prove to us you should be here. And I, I think Dan was pretty spot on when he was talking about how he, you know, he thinks that it was kind of dialogue from the beginning, them preaching to Carr saying, like, this is your prove-it year. You know, we're going to give you this extension. We're going to structure it to where this, you know, one year essentially could still be your last with us because of how things are, are structured and whatnot. Um, and you need to prove it. And unfortunately, he wasn't quite able to. You can point your blame wherever you would like on who the problem was, what the problem was, uh, whether it was Carr, whether it was McDaniels or what have you. But, you know, I think you absolutely said it the best. He may not be the problem, but he was never going to be the solution. And I think that's what people have to accept. And I think that's what moving forward in the long run, this is going to be better for us now. We may struggle this first, this next year going into it. Hopefully we do not. But I think what Raider Nation needs to take away from this whole season and this whole saga is that we are better off for the way the situation panned out with Derek Carr. I do believe that Josh McDaniels um, and even potentially Patrick Graham giving the time to build what they're trying to build for the future. Uh, granted, it's McDaniels and Siegler building this, but I think Graham can be the defensive guy that we need. He just needs his players, right? And everybody's been calling for his head since week five. But I think that we just need to give this brass some time to develop. I think Mark Davis has expressed that he's going to do that. Um, and I think he he knows that that, you know, 
needs to be done. We saw how well the Raiders improved through the three years that John Gruden was here, right? And then everything happened the way it did. But I think that in itself just goes to show how you can progress when you're on the right path. Now, did they absolutely blow most of all the drafts in that time frame? Absolutely. So if you think about the growth that we did have, if we would have hit on all the a lot of those draft picks, we would be in a totally different position right now. And I think that Ziegler and McDaniels can do that. A lot of people don't believe them. But nonetheless, um, you know, this year was a disappointment. However, I do think we are trending upwards. As we talked about, five blown leads. We were in a position where we were up by 10 plus points in a lot of these games. Five games is the difference between 11 and six and six and 11, right? Well, there you go for math and just like being able to flip-flop things. <laughs> but anyways, so I don't know. Not 100% sure where I'm going with all this, but I think it's just you know something that is very frustrating uh, to work through. You saw the potential in what both sides of the ball could do, and more often than not, they weren't living up to that potential. I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes into play. But I do think that we are going to move uh, onward and upwards from here uh, with things. Um, I hope that they are able to, you know, figure out a way where these guys that we've re-signed and given extensions to, and also mainly Devontae Adams, they're going to be here. They're going to be all in. They're going to be down for the cause. That's going to be a lot on what they do at the quarterback position, mainly with Devontae and how they go from here. And there's a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different things that everybody has talked about and, you know, thought and shown that like which way we could possibly go till it actually happens. Uh, No one knows except the people inside that front office on which way they want to go. So we will speculate uh, for many moons to come and it'll be fun because like you mentioned, there will be no lack of content for us to talk about, but yeah, I mean, just excited to see where, where things go from here. I feel like we're still trending upwards. So uh, as much as this season was a disappointment, as much as people just don't want McDaniels or any of this brass back and would rather have Carr than they would have McDaniels for whatever reason, I think we're in a good spot. So all the other stuff with where we, you know, might go with free agency, where we do go from here, um, you know, what we could do with quarterback. I think that's all stuff that we could definitely create multiple episodes on just diving into each topic itself. But all in all, even though it was as disappointing of a year as it was, uh, I'm still hopeful. I'll always be hopeful, right? I'm always looking on the positive side of things, but no matter what happens, you know, ride and die with this team. So you just, all you can do is be hopeful and, and you know, hope we get better. So. Yeah, man, I agree. And it's, we've, we've had a lot of ups and downs in this podcast this year, just with talking about these guys, not great for your mental health. I will say, you know, just looking at it, and I'm sure this is something that's been out there before we talk a lot about the, the, the blown leads of, you know, 10 plus points, right. Of the five, um, three of our 17 games were decided by two or more scores. Um, so we had the chiefs game this past week, um, 31, 13, we had the saints 24, nothing. And then we beat the Broncos by nine. Okay. So 14 of your 17 games were single, basically like one score, games right and that's just that you can spin it a couple different ways right you can spin it the fact like we should have beaten on those games that we won we should have beaten them by more than a score or like hey we're we're fighting we're playing hard and man the game like the season could have been completely different outside of just those five games that were one score 
or sorry, that, that were 10 plus point um, blown leads, right? So the Raiders have a competitive football team. What cracks me up, not, I mean, cracks me up or pisses me off. Let's just be optimistic and say it makes me laugh. The people that want McDaniels gone, it's baffling because you can, you can talk about and say you can't let a team, you know, you can't let those five games where you're up two plus scores, some you're up 17 plus, right? Like you can't lose those games. Of course not, right? But look around, and see what what are, what other options are there? Are you talking about giving up draft capital for Sean Payton? Are you talking about Jim Harbaugh coming back? Nathaniel Hackett was a top candidate for a head coaching job, went to Denver and sucked, right? McDaniels has proven that he can coach this team. And I think when we talked about it at length, but he doesn't have his guys. And when you did mention Ziegler and you know McDaniels building this team and, and adding Graham, I think was accurate because Graham also needs his guys to run his damn scheme, dude. Right. And we don't. And we're one of the least where we have like worst depth issues on defense as possible. We don't even have dudes. Number one. Number two, if Perriman's out, we have a guy we just picked up off of our practice squad to play backer in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like our depth isn't there. The guys don't fit the system the right way. We have a lot of rebuilding on the defense um, to go. And I do think that the offense was a more explosive offense this year and just a more inconsistent offense than last year is how I look at it. Right. But it was a frustrating year. Um, I'm glad that we were able to make a decision on Carr. I really was happy listening to the podcast and you guys just complimenting me about the the DC, not the problem, but not the solution kind of thing. So thank you. That made me, made me happy. Shout out me and thank you guys. But yeah, I just think it's one of those things where we're finally returning the page on this chapter with DC. And if, if we can somehow thread it the right way, we have Adams who wants to stay here. We have these guys. We have Crosby and Renfro and Waller, which I talked in a negative way about the fact that we built, we're built to win now. If we are able to, to you know, frame it the right way in the offseason to get a quarterback that is able to run the system a little bit better and, and actually keep us in games and, and someone like a Brady, and even though it's, he's the GOAT, but he's old, you know, he's an old GOAT. You know, you're, you're playing with fire a little bit there. But, like, there, I think there's ways where we can be competitive and – just like I mentioned with those one score games, like we can be on the right side of that with a better defense. We can be on the right side of that with getting clearing cars, cap space and, and bringing in, you know, someone that can run the out like Stidham isn't the answer, but man, I think he can keep us in a lot of games. And if we're able to use, you know, some of that, you know, our draft picks and some of our, our salary that, we, that we're going to clear up from car, like to add and invest in the defense, man, I think we're going to be in good shape, you know? So it's somewhat of an optimistic way to look at it. But I think that with the draft capital that we have, with the, the cap space we're going to have with, with clear and DC because we're going to cut them or trade them regardless. Right. And we're going to do it by that deadline. And regardless, we're going to get the money. Okay. So we're going to get, we're not going to owe him anything. We're going to get rid of that guaranteed money. So we're already top 10, I think top nine um, in cap space right now. And we're only going to, we're going to be probably top three after this. Right. So all that being said, I think that the Raiders had to do what they had to do with, with the DC thing. I'm glad that they did. I'm glad it wasn't this stubborn Gruden kind of thing or like they're too afraid to move on because of how much of a polarizing player and like a frankly, I mean, we've we've he's been the most consistent quarterback we've had in years, right? So it was a tough decision, but it was the right decision in my opinion. And so I think how we solve that problem is going to be interesting. Definitely something we're going to be talking about a lot. But um one thing I did want to propose, um, and this is going to be the most optimistic view I will probably look at this DC thing, but you know, Mo, Mo Moten on Twitter. So he, he covers the Raiders. Um, he actually did this segment on Bleach Report about destinations for Derek Carr. And one that made a ton of sense was the New Orleans Saints. And a couple of reasons. Dome. I think that just makes sense. DC doesn't like the outside, especially cold. But 
you look at it and you're like, okay, the Saints don't have their first round pick because they traded up to take Chris Olave, right? And they traded back with someone, I, the Eagles, right? So the Eagles have that pick, I believe. No, 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 not the Eagles. Someone has the pick. I think it is the Eagles. It is the Eagles. You're right. I think they're at like 10 or something. Yeah. So when you're talking about, um, you're like, okay, well, they don't have much draft. They don't have their first round pick. Do you, they don't want to get rid of their second rounder or whatever, third rounder. Sean Payton is interviewing for head coaching jobs. He is still under contract with the Saints. So he retired and is still under contract. So it's going to be a Gruden situation where they might, they're going to get draft capital in return. Right. And then you look at that team and it's a top five, top 10 defense that they have. They got Alvin Kamara, they got Chris Olave. Who knows what they're going to do with Michael Thomas? But when you look at the DC destinations, sorry, stop picking the Texans. Okay. He ain't going to go there. Right. He has no trade clause. His input and basically saying, I will accept this trade. He has a lot of power, and that's why they negotiated that way. Then, if you look further, let's say Tom Brady leaves. Okay. He's the best quarterback in that division. That's probably the best team in that division. He has a chance at winning right away, a, a chance at relying on a run game and a defense, playing indoors, right? Dennis Allen, a familiar face. He was he was drafted by Dennis Allen, even though Dennis Allen got fired like four games into the season, right? But like there's a lot of familiarity. That that team makes a ton of sense. Yeah, another team that I feel like um, you know, I think it was rumored, I think yesterday is the Panthers, um, you know, an interested team in car, you know, and and with you know, the fact that they're, they're a quarterback away. They have a really good defense once again. They're in the NFC South. So if we see Tom Brady leave, who knows where? Maybe to Miami, maybe to Las Vegas. D.C. can come into, you know, a team that is ready to win now. Um, definitely competed in that shitty NFC South division. Um, and looking at their draft capital, they have a first-round pick. I think they're picking like nine. Um, but they also have two second-rounders and two third-rounders. So, And that was a part of the Christian McCaffrey deal. So it's the Niners pick, which is probably going to be – a later second round pick and a later third round pick, but I could see something like that where you get a couple twos and a three for next year for DC. Um, hopefully we get a first. I just don't know how realistic that is, but just a few, you know, uh, thing that, that Mo Moten um, brought up, you know, about potential trade packages where DC could go. So I would just, for everyone that, you know, it's like, Hey, where, where he might end up if it is via trade, just get, you know, understand the fact that he controls his own destiny there and he has to agree upon it. Right. As mentioned, I think a couple of weeks ago, he is, um, I don't actually, I've, I've talked about it so much. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but he has, he is very incentivized to accept a deal, like a, a trade deal, even, and even if it's not his hundred percent preferred destination, because of the fact that team is going to take on his contract. So he could just say, Nope, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Great. And if he gets cut, then he has to restructure his own deal. And I don't, it's, it's not going to be in the, $40 million a year range. In my opinion, I think a team, if they're going to say, no, we'll just wait for you to cut them. Then they're going to sign him to a two-year deal. That's 25, 30, whatever it is. Right. So he's not going to get that guaranteed deal that he has currently on contract with the Raiders if he doesn't accept a trade. So it's not going to be at the Texans. It's not going to be to you know some of those teams that have been rumored, but I do think it he is incentivized to accept a deal to a team, someone like on maybe get out of the AFC, go to the NFC, get into a shitty division like the NFC South, have a chance to win that um, division get into the playoffs and make a run at um, winning a championship like we know he wants to do so anyways those are my two two cents um like you said we're going to get into the free agency and the draft and everything like that i'm excited to turn the page there but um yeah there's going to be a lot to lot to chew on um for sure but um just my thoughts um just want to close close the book on the season and just move on and, and it's it, as as advertised just a wonky year for the raiders per usual i think we're in a good spot to improve this team in the offseason, in the free agency, in the draft, 
build on what we have with our core, with, with Jacobs, with Adams, you know, really need to bring Jacobs back. It sounds like in the locker room, at least hundred percent that he's going to be coming back just because he wants to, and we want him back. And I think that's great. So now we just got to find the, you know, contracting deal that makes sense for him. So, you know, build around that core of Jacobs, Adams, Crosby, right. Nate Hobbs, those guys, obviously Renfro, Waller, you know, whatever, and, and be able to be competitive next year. So, yeah, a lot, a lot to touch, you know, a lot to touch on, you know, in this upcoming off season, a lot of stuff that we're gonna have to dive into, but I'm excited to kind of go full draft mode um, and also free agency. So because free agency starts before the draft, I think we'll get out, you know, podcast around once and it'll probably be closer to the end of the year. Once we see kind of how the teams settle and, and whatever, but we'll definitely get a jump on the free agency classes coming up. Um, as I believe free agency opens up in March prior to the draft in April. So yeah, partner, that's all I got. We'll see how the um, the playoffs kick off this weekend. Um, excited to once again turn the page and, and get into this Raiders offseason and see see what we can do to build this team the right way. We as in me and you, because me and you talk to Dave Zeger all the time and very influential in his decisions. But excited to to, to see what this this offseason comes about. And it's it's less stressful. It's more exciting than when they actually play because that's just organized chaos. The stage is set and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Unfortunately, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Uh, we got them playing Philly, a big bang bang bird gang fan uh, this Super Bowl. I'm going to go put it out there and say it might not be a bad idea to put the over on any of these quarterbacks' uh, rushing yards. Um, you know, we've got two very good defensive lines, so keep that in mind. Go out there, download DraftKings Sportsbook and get your bets, and I'm going to say the over on throwing touchdowns and the over on rushing yards for both of these quarterbacks, okay? And to do that, like I said, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN when you sign up. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right, and we are back with the last segment here of our podcast today. The RTP squad is going to bring you the very first 1.0 mock draft of the 2023 NFL draft for the Raiders as we have moved on and it's time to start looking at the draft, looking at free agency like we discussed. We are able to utilize this PFF mock draft simulator. Um, So what we're going to do is we are going to be Every Raiders pick starting at number seven, I'll give you a breakdown of how the draft is going. Mike is going to kick it off first. I gave him all the pressure to make the right pick. And Micah, before I ask if you'd like me to start this draft, do you want to make any trades right now? Or do you want to stick at number seven? I think let's just stick for now. We'll do just a tried, tried and true how we are at the moment. There's a lot up for debate on what we can do, but we'll just yeah, we'll 1.0 deal, let's just yeah, do it live we'll do a 1.0 with with where we sit currently with what the website has for us currently all right at number seven just to the simulator 
we had the Bears, and we don't have to do this for everyone, but it's important for or like every pick, every round. Um, but for at least for the seventh pick, the Bears took Jalen Carter. Houston Texans took Bryce Young. Arizona Cardinals took Tyree Wilson. Colts took Will Levis. The Seahawks took Miles Murphy. Lions took C.J. Stroud. So Micah, I mean, you got some you got some options here. You have Will Anderson that just fell into your lap. Brian Breesy, Paris Johnson, tackle from Ohio State. And Brian Branch, safety from Alabama, on the board right now. Where are you going? Well, it's stupid because Will Anderson shouldn't be there. And it sucks <laughs> because he's such an insanely amazing person. But I'm going to be not sexy. I'm going to be plain and vanilla. Give me Paris Johnson Jr. tackle. Going to have to go that way. I, I just think that the Raiders need so much O-line help, man. And I think that getting a tackle in there, regardless who's who's at quarterback, our offensive line needs to be better. Whether that's Brady, whether that's a young guy, whether that's whoever, Stidham, anybody in there is going to need some some help. And we need another tackle in there because, damn it, it's not going to help anything if our guys can't sit in the pocket, pass the ball. So hang me for it if you'd like. We're going Paris Johnson Jr., tackle at Ohio State. Okay. I would not be happy with you right now, but you are making the decision and I support you. I think Will Anderson, like you said, he shouldn't be there. Generational talent, in my opinion. But I, I respect the move. We do need support there more than edge. So, Okay, at pick number 38, we have a few different um, needs that are still out there. We just addressed the tackle position. We have an interesting need um, at quarterback Tanner McKee from Stanford. It looks like a fringe first-round pick. He is available at 38. We have Kalijah Kansi defensive interior lineman and then i would say outside safety we got drew sanders linebacker from arkansas and eli ricks um, from alabama so looking at this right now micah is going to shore up one side of the interior i'm going to shore up the other i'm going to go kalijah Kansi from pittsburgh defensive lineman give me the roots which leads us to pick number 70 micah you're able to see that list once again to recap we've addressed offensive tackle we've addressed defensive interior where are you going for this next pick sir so i'm going to stick on that same side of the ball except we are going to jump into the secondary we're going to go with deontay banks cornerback out of maryland number 70 overall love it Dress a big need for the raiders definitely a pretty loaded cornerback class which i think is assuring or uh, reassuring for us because we need all the help we can get which leads us to the fourth round here, pick 109, the Raiders have a handful of needs, as everyone knows. But just looking at it, this isn't going to be popular, but I am going to double down on the offensive line and take Joshua Gray at Oregon State, just number one based on value. And I think we have Colton Miller. We have, you know, obviously a seventh overall pick. Hopefully there's someone that can slide into to play a guard because we have need at right tackle. We also have needs at guard. So we're going to stockpile the offensive line. Like Micah said, we're going to take our second offensive lineman of this draft, um, which takes to number pick number 142. Micah, you are on the clock. What say you? Make it pick number three for this offensive line. We're going to go Alasungan Alawatimi, center out of Michigan. Man, I think with, with just a lot of the positions that are on the board, as we're looking at it right now, 
getting this offensive line help is going to be unbelievable. And, and yes, I probably could have waited for these rounds for us to just pile up on tackles and guards. And, I wasn't going to say anything. And centers, you know, but here we are. You know, you got you got people. There's a lot of tackles that are fringe guard players. There's a lot of centers that can play guard, move around and everything. Versatility, something we need. Love it. I love that you're backing it, man. Let's just let's keep running this thing. So I pick number 174. I'm going to take edge rusher O'Shawn Mathis. Great name. Outside of yours was the best name last pick. But edge rusher out of Nebraska. I'm going to address the defensive line. We're, we're playing in the trenches right now, big dog. You know, that's what we're addressing. And it was a big need for the Raiders. We had Crosby who was not getting help on the inside. That's why we drafted someone on the interior. Got another edge rusher to compliment. Micah is attacking the offensive line with my support as well. I think we're going to be in good shape for when Tom Brady or whoever comes over and ends up throwing the ball for us. So um, pick 182, Micah, you are on the clock, sir. Yeah, we are going to go with safety out of Virginia Tech, Chamari Connor. We need some safety help. We're not sure. Deron Harmon, you coming back? Not too sure about that. Trayvon Morig, kind of a sophomore slump. And our DBs get all the help they can get. Yep. I love it. Well, at pick number 216, I'm going to go with Elijah Higgins out of Stanford. We're going to get some more depth um, on the receiving or within our wide receiving core, add to the offense, start getting a little bit more uh, flashier with our picks here. And we can. We address the rough and tumble of the interior and ex- – not interior, <laughs> on both ends of the trenches. So I'm going to give you a wide receiver, give some help for whoever is throwing the rock for the Raiders next year, and it's certainly not Derek Carr. Pick 223, Micah. You are on the clock, my friend. Everyone knows these names, by the way, once we get here. <laughs> this is hard, and, and the reason it's hard. It, it's not hard because of the two positions between the two players, but it is hard based on who has the better name on here. Yeah. Um, but I'm <laughs> going gonna, I'm gonna to go with linebacker out of pit, Servassier Dennis. Don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but we're getting a linebacker. We need some linebacker help. Scroll down a little bit. There was a yeah, uh, yeah. wide receiver out of Hampton, uh, Jadakis Bonds. <laughs> I wanted to I mean, take Jadakis. that. Jada Kiss, you go Jada Kiss, like the rapper. <laughs> yeah, not like uh, not like uh, Sadakis, the actor. <laughs> nope. Jada Kiss, Sadakis. No. Nope. Yeah. Anyways, right. yes, we're going Savassier and Dennis. I think that's, I mean, probably a better name just because the first name. <laughs> I have no idea how it sounds, and then it's just Dennis. Yeah, exactly. Know, the the stark names. difference between the two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the last pick, two fifty-three. We're currently sticking to our strategy once we get into the later rounds of picking very hilarious names. And I have to go with, out of Chattanooga, Devonsha Maxwell. Give me that more interior help, guys. Come on. We don't have that interior push. You know Devonsha Maxwell is going to give it to us. So give me him. And that is huge value at 253. So let's see how we grade out. Because they give you give you grades based on picks. We'll just do it live. We'll close it out from here. <sighs> okay. So with the first pick, um, they gave you a B- minus for Paris Johnson. All good because I got a B- minus for my Kalijah Kansi. Third round, Deontay Banks, B minus. Good for you because I got a C plus with Joshua Gray. We are not doing great here. Overall, I'm not going to go through everyone, but great for B minus, Micah. Okay, we addressed a lot of needs that we thought, but um, PFF does not agree. They think it's a mediocre overall draft for for the Raiders. So that's it. I mean, it, it was our it was a one point. It was our test run, so we had Absolutely. to kind of give it a shot there. We just ended up going with we don't know who this is, so we're going to give the coolest name, which I think is a fair strategy. So. 
that's all we got. Um, anything else you'd like to add here? No, I think that that covers it. You know, this is, uh, this is the dog days of winter, you know, when, uh, in, in Raiders news, when we, uh, you know, there's, it's just kind of fun stuff to speculate on, talk about randomly and, you know, just kind of go over not a whole lot of news until we really start hearing some stuff about this Derek Carr stuff or whatnot. But, you know, as you had mentioned, we got until March before, you know, the actual season, you know, official NFL season is starting. So we'll make do till then a lot of, a lot of things to uh, touch on, speculate on and everything like that. But we wanted to get a mock draft out there for you guys. Maybe we'll do a, we'll definitely do some more uh, like this and then maybe get into our own first round mock draft all overall. So, well, yeah, but yeah, we got the rest of the playoffs here. Um, and also the, the decision on Derek Carr, which is post Super Bowl. So, a lot of things to cover um, leading up to free agency that kicks off in March and the NFL draft in April. So till then, Raider Nation, love you guys. Peace out. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcast. Check out Raider Take Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, go download DraftKings Sportsbook, code TPPN, best way to support the pod. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. A little different than uh, our normal go-to stuff. So... Hope you guys enjoy this uh, this next round of these playoff games, and we will see y'all next week.